Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 8.45 in the a.m. Baltimore Orioles getting ready for game one of the ALDS. One o'clock tomorrow at Oriole Park at Camden Yards facing the Texas Rangers. What a ride this year. Joining us right now, courtesy of the WGK Law guest line, he is former Oriole pitcher, now broadcaster, Ben McDonald. What's going on, Ben? I'm sorry. Everybody doing? All right. How are you doing, man? Man, I can't complain. Got back in town yesterday and got all settled in, so ready for some baseball tomorrow. That's about it. Ben, we put a put a nice little bow last week on the regular season. The regular season that won the Southern Orioles win 101 games. Uh, describe the ride. I mean, you got a lot of baseball left, but describe the ride that was 162 to you. Well, I mean, I, I would call it. In some ways, a surprise, Rob. I don't think anybody thought. And, look, I think I was like a lot of people in spring training. We all know what the Orioles did last year, and it was a phenomenal year. They won 83 games last year. And I really thought, you know, going into the season, I said, okay, the Orioles have a real shot, in my opinion, of being a wild card team this year. Like, I think, you know, yeah. we all thought somewhere around 88 wins would probably get you, 89 wins would probably get you into the playoffs. And I really thought the Orioles had a shot of doing that if they could stay healthy and some guys continue to perform. I don't think anybody can honestly say they saw 100 wins coming, you know, one of the best seasons in Oriole history. I don't think anybody can say that they saw that coming. But it's not a surprise for me that the Orioles were in the playoffs. It is a surprise, though, they had the second rest back, uh, second rest be- uh, record in baseball. There's no doubt about that. What do you think about Texas in this series, I mean, as far as how they match up with the Orioles? I mean, I think they split the series during the season, but they they could hit one through nine. I mean, they they, they just got a lot of uh, bats in that lineup. How does this look for the O's? Yeah, you know, Texas, you know, I, I can't figure the Rangers out, right? I mean, the team that got off to a great start, and then somewhere in the middle part of the season, they lost eight in a row. They lost 20 of 30 games. I mean, think about that. They yeah. lost 20 of 30 games at one point. And then they go into the final, you know, the final week of the regular season with a two-and-a-half game lead in the American League West. You think they're going to be the AL West champs, and yet – they faltered down the stretch. Of course, they lost three or four in Seattle, lost the final game of the year, and all of a sudden they fell into the wild card. So you had to wonder kind of where they were and who they were. And all of a sudden, you know, I'll be honest, I did not see them knocking off Tampa. I, we know how difficult it is to play in Tampa. And although Tampa's got the injuries, we knew about the injuries and all that kind of stuff, and, and you know, Franco's missing and McClanahan's gone and so on and so forth. I really thought Tampa would win that series, and yet Texas showed up in a big way. And look, Jordan Montgomery 
set the tone for you know for Texas in game one. Their starter, he was outstanding. Uh, who saw Evaldi? Evaldi had been absolutely awful in his six starts since coming back off the IL. I mean, he had an ERA above nine in his six mm-hmm. starts, and all of a sudden he just shoves it, you know, that night. So now all of a sudden you look at it and go, uh oh, if this pitching staff gets going, uh, te- you know, te- Texas can be a real tough team. You mentioned the offense. It's, it's the best offense in the American League and one of the best in baseball. And I think the key to them is the bottom part of that lineup. I mean, J- Josh Young, Josh Young came back. And you got to remember, you know, he was going to be the favorite the way he got out of the shoot uh, to win the AL Rookie of the Year. Of course, he got hurt, and Gunnar Henderson came along, and Gunnar's going to win that. But Josh Young is back, and this young 21-year-old kid, Evan Carter, who's hitting the nine-hole, has been phenomenal as of late. Only 65 career at bats in the big league, but he is really doing it. So you got two guys at the bottom part of that lineup that can really roll it to the top in Simeon and Seager and Grossman and Garcia and those guys. So it's a potent offense. There's no doubt about that. And so there's going to be some challenges involved pitching to these guys. They're a very good team. They can hit the long ball. They score a lot of runs per game, 5.4. And so there's going to be a challenge. There's no doubt about that for the Orioles. But listen, it's the playoffs, guys, and we're down to the, the final four teams in the American League. There's no powder puffs anymore. Everybody's really good, and so the Orioles got to go out and play. I'm concerned a little bit about the Orioles' offense, and I said this on record toward the end of the season. Our last 11 games, the Orioles are only averaging 2.7 runs per game over their last 11. I do not like where this offense is trending right now, and so there's some concerns there. I mean, Hayes ended the season 3 for 27. O'Hearn ended the season 0 for 23. And Mullins ended the season two for 36. And so that's a concern for me for sure. But every time we have thought about counting this team out and saying, okay, they're fixing to get in a bad situation where it's going to be slumping for a while, they, they tend to find another gear and they get going again, you know. And so who could count this team out there at home for the first two games? We think Kyle Bradish is going to be on the mound tomorrow. He should be. I'm guessing. Well, I guess we'll find out later on today. But I love the way he's throwing guys. He's been as good as anybody, as you know, uh, especially this season and the second half of the season has been phenomenal. So I like where the Orioles are. The question is, can they go out and put some points on the scoreboard? So you brought up that lineup, and Corey Seager is, uh, to me, the straw that stirs the drink. He would be the MVP if there was no Shohei Otani this year. Um, but he's just been downright fantastic, an OPS over a thousand. Um, what what are your thoughts on how how do you attack this guy? Because it seems like he hits everything. Yeah, there's one guy. You, you, when you do the the pregame stuff, you talk about guys in the lineup that's not going to beat you. To me, it, 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 that's the guy you, you you hang a star by, and you say Corey Seager is not going to beat us in this series. And so when you get a chance to work around him, you have to find a way to work around him because he hits left-handers as well as he does right-handers. As you mentioned, he'd probably be the MVP if it wasn't for Otani. That's how good he's been this year. And so he's just a very difficult guy to try to pitch to. And he's going to be the guy I think the Orioles try to avoid. And they're going to make Grossman, Garcia, who just came back off the IL. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe has not been great lately. He typically hits in a four or five hole. Those are the guys I think you got to make beat you. I think Brandon Hyde loves where his left-handers are in that bullpen right now. I, I, you know, if you go back and look and, and you've seen what D.L. Hall's done Lately, for sure, CNL Perez uh, and Danny Coulomb, I think our left-handers are pitching the ball as well as they have all year long out of that bullpen. I think there's a little bit of concern with the right-handers, but Tyra Wells' emergence out of the bullpen is going to play big. We thought it would. Uh, I do where, I do like where Cano finished the year. I felt like he, you know, he, he finished a lot of, little bit better than what he was, say, three or four weeks ago, you know. And so Seager's the guy I'm circling that lineup, and I'm going to make everybody else beat me for sure. It with Ben McDonald joining us, uh, Oriole broadcaster, former pitcher, 
Uh, ben, you talked about the last down the stretch, the Orioles only averaged less than three runs a game. When you go in that clubhouse and you're talking to players those last two, three weeks of the season, and they talk about you know finishing that race so they can get that number one seed and ultimately that bye, uh, they're, they're basically telling you they're a little bit tired. How much do you think this rest, which is very significant for them, plays into maybe them being able to jumpstart that offense? Because these guys were tired. Yeah, no doubt. Look, but there's nobody that, that's a healthy after 162 games and running with a full battery, right? I think the adrenaline flow for the Orioles are now is going to take over, and the adrenaline flow is going to bring them back to where they were maybe in April and May. I think you get that boost of energy in the playoffs. Obviously, it's going to be packed at Camden Yards. And I think all those bumps and bruises and the tiredness that you had is, is no longer there. My biggest concern for the Orioles now is can you go out and can you relax and can you can do the same thing that you've done that got you to 101 wins. And I think that's going to be Brandon Hyde's message to this young group that doesn't have a ton of playoff experience and say, listen, guys, we don't have to do anything more than what we've done all year long. We won 101 games playing the game the way we play the game. That's how we're going to continue to play this game. I don't want you guys to try to do anything more. I want you to try to settle in and, and, and be your best, you know. And I think that's got to be the message for the Orioles right now is can you relax? Can Kyle Bradish go out there and stack a zero? Can the Orioles score first? You know, we were talking about that. And, you know, the keys to the game for me is going to be scoring first. We know when the Orioles score first, they're 61 and 19 when they score first. Also went and looked, we need a home run mixed in there too. When the Orioles hit at least one home run, they're 41 games over 500. So a home run is going to be nice. And of course, being clean on defense is a key for me. This, this Ranger offense, as you guys mentioned, is one of the best in baseball. You can't give this kind of offense extra opportunity. So all the routine plays have to be made for the Orioles. Those are the three keys for me uh, in a lot of ways. But I think the message for Brandon Hyde is pretty simple. It's look, 101 wins was, was good enough for the second-best record in baseball. Let's continue to do the same things that we've done before. I know the pitching was outstanding when the uh, Rangers played the, the Rays. Were you surprised at all at how bad the Rays were defensively? I was shocked. I was shocked. And I think, look, I mean, they made four errors in game one uh, yeah. against the Rangers. They, they made four errors the entire season. They've been one of the better defensive teams in baseball, and they're playing at their own ballpark where they're very familiar, the ball coming off the turf, and yet but, – but it goes to show you guys, even with experience, and, the, and obviously the Rays have that, that sometimes the game can speed up. And when the lights get the brightest and the stage gets yeah. the biggest, and that's what it is in the playoffs, things can happen, right? And it can snowball and it can get out of control. But what was equally shocking for me is the fact that they only scored one run. They only scored one run, too. So the defense was a shocker for me for the Rays and the fact they can only put one run on the scoreboard against the Rangers. And, look, the, I know the Rangers starters have been pretty solid. I mean, you go back and look, they're the seventh best in baseball. That bullpen for the Rangers, 24th. 24th in baseball at 30 teams, a 4.77 ERA, and yet they couldn't score any runs. But the key to that and winning the series was the length that Jordan Montgomery gave you know, going seven and Nathan Evaldi going six and two-thirds. That was the key. And that way, Bruce Bochy, the skipper for the Rangers, he didn't have to get into that bridge to be able to get to the back end because the way I'm looking at it and reading it, there's only a trust factor of about three relievers that the Rangers have. I think it's LeClerc, the closer, Aralis Chapman has been solid, and Josh Spores. I think those are the three guys he really trusts down there, and he didn't have to get to those bridge guys that struggled a little bit this year to try to get to the back end of that bullpen. Those starters got him to the back end of the bullpen. So that was the key for the Rangers. And, look, that's going to be the key for the Orioles, too. Can Kyle Bradish go out and give some length? Because now you're talking about 
giving length. Can you give length as a starter to be able to get to the back of your bullpen where you have your best guys back there to shut the opposing team down? There he is, Ben McDonald. Ben, thanks how a lot. How do you do that? I, I've never been able to give length. So how, how does that happen? Uh, you, it's, it's genetics. The world. Yeah. Oh. It's a learned trait. It's a learned trait. The pitching level is genetics and others. Guys. Yeah, you know it, so. <laughs> ben, thanks a thanks, lot, man. my friend. Looking forward to tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Take care, guys. All right, buddy. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.